Insert jingle. Welcome. Insert jingle. Be the one, be the one, welcome. Be the one. Insert you're drinking uh i'm drinking some rioja or rioja as they say in these lands it's called comportillo and i went for the 2014 bottle because um that's how it works isn't it there was a 2018 2016 and i went for 2014 because it's vintage taste better um um, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I know nothing about wine. Don't they have like good years and bad years that wine experts good know? Years and so bad, bad years. Oh yes, that's what I'm talking about. Didn't even have to ask you. You know what so, I like. Uh, you know a daddy like. <laughs> <laughs> um. And I'm what not... were we talking about? So <clears throat> you've just abandoned beer recently. Well, no, not not really, because I've had a few beers already. Tonight? Yeah, well, uh, I had one In straight... your life. <laughs> I've had, I had one after work about three o'clock. Then I went to sleep for an hour, and then I woke up very groggy, and then I had another beer, and then I went for a coffee to wake up, especially <laughs> for this. Now, that's dedication. And then I got this bottle of wine out of the fridge. So I've just been constantly ingesting fluids and a Chinese takeaway. Well, I'm drinking. So what are you drinking, Dev? Oh, uh, thank you for asking, James. Well, actually, (laughs) I've got two beers tonight that are styles of beer from places that aren't from the places where the specific beers I'm drinking are from, which is not the simplest way to say Oh, verbose. I've got a German Pilsner here. Sternquell. <laughs> How would I pronounce that in the proper German? Sternquell. Sternquell des Vogtlands. Heimat inclusive. Sechsiches Brauhandwerk. Seit 1857. We're really going to tap into the German market now. Yeah, they'll be they'll be loving that. It's four point nine percent, and it's all right. It's got a nice label. That's why I bought it. Like classic, classic sort of old timey font with some kind of picture of a aqueduct or something in the background. Well, <coughs> my wine is fourteen percent. My wine. See, I'm not really used to actually describing wine but just to give you an idea of the sensory experiences that i am living at this present moment i would just like to point out that this smells and tastes pretty groovy actually stop whining i hope that gives you an insight into the exact flavor that i can taste it's got a bit of a an oaky oak barrel kind of taste to it you know you know that when something's been aged in a barrel it tastes like that and mm-hmm. i haven't read the label because if i had my description would be a lot more a lot more articulate oh it's been it's been aged in a barrel for three years so that will explain the the whole oaky oaky cokey oh you can pair it with ham cheese pates roasts 
and meats, apparently. Does any of that appeal to you, Dav? Pate? Es sind die Jahrhundertjahrt Brautradition im süßischen Wurkland und die Liebe unserer Braumeister zu ihrem Handwerk, die unser Pilz so unvergleichlich machen. <lacht> Gebraut mit wirklündischem Wasser. Heimische Gäste malsmischen. Fuck me. Und werdels durch feinen Aromahopfen. That means aroma hops. That's actually um, quite comprehensible, Dev. Well, that's that's all you can ask. I'm very impressed. Did you understand all of that? Um, only the words that I know, and I, I assume the the bits <laughs> the bits that I didn't understand were not because of your pronunciation. As far as you know, I assume you were doing a perfect nineteenth century uh, German accent. This this isn't the one we were talking about. This is a German pilsner. Uh huh. But German breweries have all existed for centuries anyway, haven't they? Especially the ones with the old labels on. Uh, 1857, this says. Well, there you go. Note. Does that mean note something? What was, this, what was the second to last word there? Vogtland. Vogtland. I don't know that word. Isn't that an area? Isn't that somewhere in Germany? Ah, because uh, on the front it also says Sternquelle des Vogtlands. Oh, okay. So that beer is the most drunk beer in Vogtland. And you don't even know where that is? Never heard of it in my life. <laughs> you don't even know where that is? <laughs> you call yourself a Germanophile? Well, apparently there's an aqueduct there. Oh, it's um, it's on the border with Czech Republic. Makes sense. It really makes sense. It's all starting to come together. Man. Germany's actually a pretty cool place. I I've been to quite a few cities in Germany and they're all very different from each other, or the ones that I've been to anyway. You've got the kind of um well, I mean Munich. Have you been to Munich? No. No. Munich has a very central European vibe to it, with the architecture and I don't really know how else to explain it. It's got you know, I haven't got the words to describe architecture. Onion domes? Onion domes. It's got onion domes for sure. Yeah, that's got that's quite a central European thing, isn't it? Would you say? Yeah, well, yeah, and Eastern. I think it's one of the more Eastern things that you see here. Yeah, it's got a bit of Gothic stuff going on as well, but um, I don't know, it's got that whole toy town vibe, you know, like medieval European toy town. Like the whole thing could just be made of Lego. It's got that kind of vibe. <laughs> and it's got, you know, really old pubs. You get a sense that you're in a different place. Whereas you go to somewhere like, I don't know, Berlin is very alternative and... Yeah, but isn't that partly because it was just completely flattened in the 40s? Yeah, it's like half of it's pretty hideous to look at. But it's you get a sense that it's very up and coming, you know, very hipsterish. Yeah, it's supposed to be culturally one of the most cool, vibrant places you can go. And it's the only place in Germany I've been to. Germany's by far my least explored out of the main European countries. Yeah, yeah, there seems to be so much to explore. It's quite a big place. Yeah, and I'm not far from uh, from a lot of the towns and cities there. I, I've been meaning to go there for a while, but COVID kind of, well, you know, a bit of a spanner in the works. 
Um, I've been to Hamburg as well, which has a has a completely different vibe to it altogether. It's quite um, grimy, high end. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be quite sort of cool and grimy and like have like a good like it's sort of industrial but has like a good music scene and stuff. Uh, I mean, there's I wouldn't describe it as cool actually. It's to me, it seemed quite high end. It's got very fancy like posh shops and stuff, and um, it seems quite upper class. But there's one long street which is a bit like which is kind of the sleazy street where there's brothels and sex shows and stuff which we spent mm, no time on at all obviously to your dismay (laughs) um and yeah i remember seeing i went with georgina for for the record and um we just you know had a had a trip what record were you trying to break the most um Brothels visited as a couple over one long weekend. Our actual purpose was to go to the Christmas markets, which are simply darling. That's another thing they do well in Germany, Christmas markets. The vibe is just, it's just so Christmassy, which I don't know about you, but that's exactly what I want from a Christmas market. I want it to be very markety as well. (laughs) Those are the two main things I'm looking for. Yeah, I've been meaning because Dresden isn't too far from here, like in terms of German cities. That's where everyone goes for the Christmas market from here. I've been meaning to do that basically every year since I've lived here. The thing is that Prague is so stunning that it's hard to beat aesthetically, isn't it? And I guess since you border Eastern Germany, which is the ugly half, I assume... It, well, it borders... Say, I think it mainly borders Bavaria, which I don't think is ugly, because it's not just on the east of Germany. It's sort of tucked in down there on the the south east corner. So you have to actually go north to get to East Germany from here. Um, So yeah, Dresden is basically more or less a straight line up from Prague. And yeah, I don't think people go there mainly for the beauty of the city, but um, to to go to shops they don't have here and stuff. Speaking of Germany, I saw an Instagram. Well, an infographic on Instagram today that said that people were asked where their favourite country is apart from their own in Europe, and Germany came out top. What? What do you make of that? I was quite surprised, actually. I would definitely have guessed Italy for that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, everyone loves Italy, don't they? Italy's great. Yeah, it would have been up there for me. I mean, maybe it was up there, but Germany came a clear first, and I think... Believe it or not, the UK came second. Huh. Uh, so maybe it's just a shit infographic. Maybe it's got fake data. Or maybe they were just genuinely unexpected results. It's always hard to really estimate how many foreign people, like of the way they think about your own country anyway. So I wouldn't really know where the UK should come on that. Because obviously it's like quite boring to me. <laughs> And the weather's horrible, though. That yeah, I'd have thought like Spain, Germany, Greece. I thought they'd be up there. I would have thought Spain would be up there, definitely. I mean, did I say Spain, Germany, Greece? I meant Spain, Italy, Greece. Oh yeah, you did say Spain, Germany, Greece. The southern, other southern countries. <laughs> the Med. I mean, that's where everybody goes on holiday, isn't it? It's where all the oldies from the north of Europe retire to. And the weather's awesome. The history yeah. is amazing. Second to none. And the food is the best. I, I don't know what I don't know what people were thinking. 
Should we play a game of some sort? That's actually a really good. Um, Doctor Squidward. Sorry, the Doctor Squidward. <laughs> Impression. Doctor Squid. Have you seen Futurama? Doctor Squidward. I said. I was mixing up with SpongeBob. Say a word. The. Most. Biggest. <laughs> what? The most biggest. You can't say that. Can we not have incorrect grammar? I mean, why would you choose to have incorrect grammar? All right, I won't then. The most... Could be funny sounding, though, couldn't it? I mean, it's your choice. Lame. But even that's not correct. The most lame. Nothing well, wrong with that. You can say the lamest. Right, but you can say the most lame. The, lo- the most lame. It's one syllable. One syllable adjective. You add E-S-T. It's a rule, Dav. No, you can definitely say the most lame. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I think I would, before lamest. The lamest... Lame is. <laughs> the lamest play I've ever watched. The most lame play I've ever watched. Right, they were all lame, but which was the most lame? I don't know. Maybe in St. Melons you'd get away with that. You think that sounds wrong? The most lame. That sounds I mean, wrong to me. You can even say the most... Well, no... I wouldn't, but the most big, but it's not grammatically wrong, is it? As long as you don't say the most biggest. Well, technically, the most big is grammatically wrong, yeah. Is it? Well, yeah, because it's a one-syllable adjective. You can't say the most and then a one-syllable adjective. But is that is that for... not just a rule that, that you do when you're teaching English to non-English speakers? Because even when they were teaching us to teach English, they said, well, quite often you give rules that aren't actually rules, but they're correct enough of the time that it's a lot easier to teach them as rules. I mean, that's what you're saying is true. And there are always exceptions. Like you can say, obviously, it's more correct to say the most fun instead of the funnest. But nobody, like no native speaker of English would say the most big. Wiktionary. Lamest. The superlative form of lame. Most lame. I mean, I don't know how it's even... No, yeah, most big you wouldn't, but most lame, I think people would. I mean, like interchangeably with lamest. There's loads of there's loads of words like that where you would say both and they'd be fine. I mean, you can say that is most lame, but then that's not a superlative. No, not yeah, no, because it's not one word. If you wanna, if that's how you wanna roll, then that's completely your choice in this in this game. You know, if you wanna if you wanna roll with flagrantly incorrect grammar then go for it but just know that I don't approve alright the most incredible building of my life was made when a small duck eventually waddled over some ones no some ones is one word (laughs) can I can I attach my word to your word no (laughs) get off my words some persons are you typing concrete edifice (laughs) 
and you're not putting are you putting the full stop there or not? Remember the the rule is the person who says the word puts the punctuation. Full stop. Full stop. God only shit. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Shit. God or dog? God. God. God only shits. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> By the way. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> the final duck rarely Quacks. Full stop. <laughs> Given that all ducks are extremely reticent. <laughs> you putting any punctuation there or comma? We might deduct a modicum of <coughs> very sensual caution. <laughs> Full stop. Fellow. Foul. Consequences. Um, two aforementioned debts. <laughs> Full stop. Having said that, comma, perhaps they think. Everyone else who pays the 
ultimate price is a <laughs> twat. <laughs> Full stop. Therefore, I conclude that ducks <laughs> consider every other pensioner to be a total waste of bread pulls <laughs> <Balls> up <laughs> the most incredible building of my life was made when a small duck eventually waddled over some per- some person's concrete edifice god only shits by the way <laughs> the final duck really quacks <laughs> Very true aphorism. (laughs) (laughs) Something some wise man would say to you. You just don't understand (laughs) what he means by the final duck. Rarely quacks. (laughs) Remember, the final duck rarely quacks. Yeah. Given that all ducks are extremely reticent, we might deduct a modicum (laughs) of very sensual caution. Fellow fowl ought to pay their debts in kind. <laughs> Otherwise, there may quite be consequences to aforementioned debts. <laughs> Having said that, perhaps they think everyone else who pays the ultimate price is a twat. Therefore, I conclude that ducks consider every other pensioner to be a total waste of bread. It's funny, because it's true. <laughs> This is your captain speaking. <laughs> is he Northern Irish? <laughs> That's the thing. It kind of came out as Northern Irish. Is your meant to captain be... speaking? <laughs> it's, meant to, it's meant to be like... It's meant to be like from Texas or something. Texas, Belfast. Uh, <laughs> they're weirdly similar in a way. <laughs> This is your captain speaking. <laughs> we are now cruising at 95,000 feet above one of Ben Fogel's houses. <laughs> you may now leave your seat without receiving a severe electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> is this part of it? Or be... <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's your party at your place. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) This is part of it. This person is saying jeez and then pissing himself. (laughs) No. (laughs)
I'm just struggling to get into character. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, what? <laughs> Okay, okay, hang on. Jeez, what reeks? <laughs> Did you pack a forks into your fanny pack or something? A forks? No. <laughs> Did you pack a forks into your fanny oh, pack or something? No, sir, I didn't. Nor do I take kindly to that sort of suggestion. I'm a keen advocate of Fox rights. What? I don't understand a goddamn word you're saying. <laughs> Speak English. <laughs> How dare you talk to me like that? <laughs> I'm the only local on this bloody flight. I'm flying back home to visit my cousins. We need to talk urgently about the family sex toy business. God damn it. Will somebody please tell me what this freaking <laughs> douchebag is saying? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Perhaps I can be of help. Who the fuck are you? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> you seem to be having some problems with your seat, neighbor. I think you'll find I'm the one having problems here, sunshine. Can you tell me what this motherfucker <laughs> is saying? <laughs> or you can tell him I think he's a prize tosser. I'm afraid I find you equally un incomprehensible, sir. <laughs> Well, I'll be buggered. You see what I'm saying? I understand your frustration. I have something that might provide you with some relief. Would you like some crisps? Crisps? <laughs> what in hot doggy hell are crisps? Oh, you mean chips? Where I'm from... That bag would be five times bigger with double the number of chips. Now that's value. For Christ's sake, man, shut up. Everywhere I go in this country, everything's so small. I've been to Ashford, Basildon, Raysbury. Not a skyscraper in sight. In my city, we've got so, so, so many skyscrapers. Everybody's got a vitamin D deficiency from the lack of sunlight. Now that's value. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, will you be quiet? The governor teamed up with Star Sucks to promote egg yolk lattes. Now an extra shot of egg yolk only costs five bucks instead of six dollars fifty. Now that's <laughs> value. Sir... Please keep the noise down, or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Leave? We're on a freaking airplane. That's correct. I say, Mrs. Crumb, 
Did you hear what the Caledonian air hostess said to the Americanian flight passenger? <laughs> you told me this joke yesterday, Mr. Crumb. I laughed yesterday, but I'm not laughing again. <laughs> oh, of course, I do apologize. Anyway, did you hear what the Caledonian air hostess said to the Americanian flight passenger? Yes, I did. Isn't it lovely how we can do these kinds of things now that we're all vaccinated against death? Indeed. But don't forget, the vaccine's only 12% effective. And even then, in the vast majority of people, it's completely devastated their pain threshold altogether. Oh, I know. We never would have got away with it if we hadn't left that dreaded organization. It was called Keep Your Flight Passengers in the Air If You Truly Give a Fuck, or words to that effect. It was indeed. It was words to that precise effect. What a hideously specific organization. Wasn't it? I share your hatred of things specific, Mrs. Crumb. Come to think of it, that's a rather specific hatred to share. Why, you're right. Oh, I feel sick to my stomach. Oh, oh, oh. Pull yourself together, man. I'm so sorry. It just brings back such a flood of specific memories that haunt me with their specificity. Like the day I accidentally put my finger in a duck's mouth and was frowned upon by a trio of elderly passing strangers, one of whom choked on a word as original and was subsequently sick on a breastfeeding mother. I'll get over it, Deirdre. How dare you call me by my first name? Is there no respect in this marriage anymore? That's the final straw. No, Mrs. Crumb. Excuse me, flight attendant. This man is harassing me. I'm sorry to hear that, ma'am. I'll see to it that he's dealt with right away. No, no. What was her accent? <laughs> You're coming with me, pal. Goodbye, Mr. Crumb. No! Holy smokes! <laughs> this airline's got balls! Now that's value! <laughs> and the same will be happening to you if you don't shut your trap. Get him off this plane. Sorry, sir. I didn't quite catch that. He said he wants to get off this plane. The stench of urine... Reminded him he forgot to empty his foxy litter tray. It's piled high with steaming hot fox poop. Oh, he said nothing of the sort. Very well. On WTF Air, fulfilling our passengers' wishes is our utmost priority. Get your hands off me. You're very welcome. <laughs> Good luck. No. What's this? An egg and asparagus toasty? Excuse me, did you say egg and asparagus? What the fuck is it to you? <laughs> Looks like you have enough for both of us. What's your name, boyo? I'm Mr. Nice. You? Mrs. Crumb. But you can call me 
Mrs. Nice, why don't you come and sit next to me and bring those toasties with you? What's in it for me? I'll peel the eggshells off for you, and you can have my yolks. Holy smokes! Now that is value! This is your flight attendant speaking. Due to some unexpected load shedding, we won't be using as much fuel as expected. So we'd like to offer every passenger ten free flights to any destination worldwide. That offer does not impress me one bit. So what are you drinking now, then? Moved on to your second beer, have you? Well, it's funny you should ask that, actually, James. I just opened this Neboztik Irski Stout. Let me guess, it's an IPA. Yes, uh, it's an Irish stout, a Czech Irish stout. A Czech Irish stout? Well, it's Czech, but it's called Neboztik Irski Stout. Talk about messing with nature. From Pivovar Hrich. Uh, and it's got a pretty weird label of a sort of skull-faced thing with candles in both eyes, drinking it and giving like a thumbs up. And it's kind of a, like a medieval sort of picture and it's quite nice 5.5 percent very brown head and very sort of smoky rich taste they did say in the previous episode that you're not really a fan of smoky beers and yet last time you were drinking a smoky beer which you enjoyed what do you make of this one this is a lot like that one last time it's a bit smokier i would say always just i think i've never eaten bacon in my life but it always just puts me a bit in mind of bacon. Fuck me. No, I'd rather not. It, may, it tastes a bit bacon but it's not too bacon Fuck me or eat bacon. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> Is the correct answer. <laughs> um, uh, how much bacon would I have to eat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure which of the two options we're talking about anymore. I would eat bacon. Which doesn't answer your question still, does it? (laughs) I would eat bacon. (laughs) How can you not even be remotely curious about the experience of eating bacon? I mean, have you not seen Homer Simpson eating bacon? Why would you go to that? A cartoon, like that's going to be the thing that tempts me most towards bacon. I thought you were going to say, like, have you not smelt bacon? Have you not seen bacon? Because that's the way I think, man. Homer Simpson eating bacon. Mmm, bacon. He also eats a fucking stick of lard, doesn't he, if I'm remembering correctly. Exactly. To be fair, that does look nice in my memory of that scene. I'm surprised I haven't just eaten lard. The eating sound effects they make are always really... Yeah, yeah. They kind of make you... uh, Make you kind of... I don't know. Do you remember the home the, the Simpsons donuts I ate in Granada, was it? Or Seville? Seville. Oh yeah. And we were just pissing ourselves at what a massive disappointment they were. <laughs> they were absolutely <laughs> awful. We got them from some little supermarket. And it's like, you know, they had that really cartoony appearance, like the bright pink icing and the, the colourful sprinkles. And they had, it was Simpsons themed, right? It had a picture it was, of the Simpsons on the front. Yeah, I think it had a picture of the Simpsons or like Homer or something. 
and the texture was just absolutely <sighs> shocking. It was just like the lamest sponge. It wasn't even a donut. You eat a lot of eggs, don't you? Yes. I don't suppose you know of any recipes that use 12 eggs by any chance? <laughs> you got some eggs that are about to go out of date. Yes. I've got a box of 12 eggs, which I haven't even opened. Like They're still in their cellophane wrapper. And I bought them not realizing that I already had a box of eggs. So I worked my way through the previous box of eggs, but now I've got 12 eggs, which technically expired yesterday. They'll still be good for a few days. Can you not eat 12, de- 12 eggs in like three days? 12 eggs in three days? I have to eat four eggs a day. Is that, is that a ridiculous amount for you? For me, yes. I mean, I guess it is quite a lot, but I mean, I, I don't eat four a day as a rule, but I would be able to if I had to. <laughs> I mean, I think they'd probably be fine for another week. I don't think those dates are like, it's not a really a, an exact science. science. When I was a lad, I ate four dozen eggs every morning to help me get large. Are you going to eat the eggs? What, now? Yes. <laughs> I want to hear you eat them. You know you can eat eggs raw as well. You can eat anything raw. It's not advisable. <laughs> yes, no, I'll actually... have my chicken breast raw, please. <laughs> it's actually um, our mutual French friend. I guess I shouldn't say names. She introduced me to that when I was when I went to visit her in 2011. It's just like an a raw egg, dip some buttered bread in, chuck some salt on it, eat that. It's nice, but I, I don't do what? it now. But but she was doing it like it was, you know quite normal. And I guess it is. You see those things of those like bodybuilders who make drinks with raw egg in it. I, I don't think it's actually a massive risk. That's absolutely disgusting. Well, that's absolutely disgusting. Well, it well it is. I mean. It was nice. It just tasted like egg and butter and salt. Nah. Nah, bruv. I mean, one of the worst things ever. I don't know how it's become such a prestigious dish, if I can describe it that way. But steak tartare, you know, raw mince with fucking raw egg on it. Yeah, that's big here. Oh, my God. What is wrong with people? Seriously, it's like, and people eat it pretending to enjoy it. They don't enjoy it, really. They're just, they're just being a ponce. That's what they're doing. A ponce on them. <laughs> and so uh, I'm surprised you don't, I mean, obviously I've never eaten it. So you're not into that. I'm su- surprised I don't like it. The, the ponce that you are. <laughs> oh, you're not disagreeing. Never... <laughs> No, I draw the line at raw mince. I mean, or even raw bits of cut up steak. Like I'll have a I'll have a medium rare steak. I'll even have a rare steak, but you know, at least sear the outside of it. But you're still eating raw beef on the inside. That's true, but the outside bit of the steak is the bit where all the all the gross shit is, like the bacteria. That's why you sear the outside. But you can eat the inside because it can't penetrate the meat. So if you're just like chopping up, like mince, you can't eat just mince meat because then the surface area is is increased by like a billion. And then you've just got all this like gross, stringy, bacteria-covered meat. And what? People are happy for you to plonk it on their plate and and put a friggin' raw egg over it. (laughs) 
and call that like a, a, a fancy meal. It's the weirdest um, thing ever. To see someone actually tucking into steak tartare is, is completely bizarre. Steak tartare, completely bizarre. <laughs> it must be cleaned, right? Is, it, is there any more bacteria on that than any other uncooked food stuff? I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think I'm some kind of expert on it or something? What's that noise? That's me playing with some bowl caps. <laughs> I've been running around the flat chasing flies. Is that some kind of euphemism for... <laughs> <laughs> Being on drugs. <laughs> Chasing flies. Um let's waste time. Chasing flies. I have a new toy, which I think I showed you, didn't I? It's a fly swatter, but it's an electric oh, fly yeah, swatter, yeah. and it's basically the size of a tennis racket, which is good because you know how fast those little fuckers can fly. So a nice big surface, um, which you basically, you switch it on, press a button, you whack them with it, and then they burst into flames. What, actually? They actually do. Like, there's a spark, and it goes, and they just fucking burst into flames. And sometimes they get stuck in the racket bit. And if you keep pressing the button, they just keep, like, exploding. So if we're being honest, are you doing it for fun? (laughs) Or to get rid of the flies? I mean, I ordered the thing to get rid of flies because I don't want to no, but give the impression no. that I'm, I'm like living in a sty or anything. It has taken on more of a the role of a of a pastime slash hobby, if you like. You're just accidentally leaving bowls of fruit out in the sun. <laughs> oh, I didn't leave that fruit out, did I? Oh, there's flies all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just uh, conveniently forgetting to empty the bin. Yes, there are flies all over the place. No, this this won't do, will it? This will not do. <laughs> Something must be done about this, James. You got me. To be fair, it sounds quite fun. It's actually a lot more fun than I was expecting. I mean, I can't believe they even sell these things because they are a hazard for sure. I mean, this thing, it basically turns anything that comes into contact with it into into dust <laughs> and if it it was to malfunction then i'm i would well the flat would burn down and for sure if you touched it you'd get a lot of flies that way though on the bright side that's one thing of many that i think would just get to me in too much in a living in a really hot country in squalid conditions yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not like my room in Nantes. I have grown up a little bit since then, but obviously I have to leave the windows open and flies are a problem here, as are cockroaches. Ah. In fact, Murcia, the region, is known for, or at least the city, is known for having cockroaches. And once a year, they kind of, they blitz the drains somehow to kill them. And during that time, I think they all make a run for it up the drains into your sink, etc. Oh, but um, they don't generally have the flying variety here, but some of them do fly. And you might get a stray one just flying through the window. But now 
I'm prepared. You just can't wait for that now, can you? But wait, cockroaches fly. Some some species do, yeah. In I think in I mean I've seen them flying in in the Alicante province. I'm told they don't fly around here, but I do not. I you normally see them walking up the walls, climbing up the walls. So even if you're on the the second floor like me, they can get in. I didn't see any when I was there. Yeah, you came in February though, didn't you? Was it February? Yeah, it was because it was the same week as Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that, actually. And what a romantic time we had. You and me spooning croquettes into each other's mouths. So just to clarify, your official advice of what what I should do with my 12 eggs is to eat them raw. (laughs) No, that was a tangent. Just eat them. Just eat them. But how can I eat how can I eat 12 eggs before they expire? Oh, make a Spanish omelet. Oh, cultural. Mm. Uh, uh. That takes up a lot of eggs and it'll it'll last, you know, once they're cooked. Just uh, lop a slice off whenever you fancy. Keep it in the fridge. I could make a big Spanish omelet and try and sell it to my local bar. Um, are you in such dire straits? Um, would you get more? What would you get for the omelette? Would it be significantly more than you pay for the <laughs> eggs and the potato and the oil? Ah, oh, shit. You need potato, don't you? And uh, onion. Optional, but could add some onion in there. Okay, this is proving to be too much of a hassle for my liking. Well, just you can Actually, stick to the potato. I can stick to the potato. No, you stick to the potato. Use stick. You don't stick pieces of potato on you. You stick to the potato. Use stick to the potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of those uh, English translations you see in uh, China. I mean, not that I've um, ever been to China, but this uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite well-known memes of like bad translations. Speaking of China, you know, you know security cameras, yeah? No. <laughs> What? Well, um, you know, you can have like, you can buy security cameras quite cheaply now and you just plug it in. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck, it's so funny. <laughs> oh, you can buy security cameras quite cheaply. That just kills me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that line more often. No, I Googled bad translations and uh, there's one with like, Chinese writing and it's. No, no, what? <laughs> no watch lung when walking. When watching, no walking. <laughs> and what does that mean? I don't know. I can't read fucking Chinese. Can I? <laughs> <laughs> Quite poetic in a way. Some of these are clearly fake, but some of them are actual photos of science. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you'd have thought that it would be so easy to get a decent translation. <laughs> Cunt examination. <laughs> oh, that's... I, ah, is that fake? It, it looks quite real. Emergency gynecology and obstetrics department, emergency room, cunt examination. Oh, I do remember I had a friend who... Uh, an American friend who lived in uh, Japan uh, for a while. He was teaching English there. And he sent me a picture of something that was in a shop over there. It's basically like a white guy costume and uh, the the title of it on the packaging was something like 
party joke. And there was like some caricature on the box of like a blonde, blue-eyed caricature with a microphone. Like, like obviously some kind of like TV host looking guy. And the inside the pack was like some fake sort of round blue eyes and a, like a big nose <laughs> and a blonde <laughs> wig. <laughs> party joke. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the reverse of that? Oh, God, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's not even go there. <laughs> Let's not even fucking go there. <laughs> Party joke. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, I am so not offended by that. I, fu- I think it's fucking hilarious. I'll probably buy it. <laughs> I'd buy it for my Asian friends to wear. <laughs> so anyway, well, you know, uh, yeah. So as I was saying, you know, sec- <laughs> you know, security cameras. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can quite cheaply buy one now, um, just on on Amazon, and plug it in, leave it somewhere in your in your living room or wherever, and it comes with an app, so you can. You know, just have a look on your app at any time. I have one. Well, my gramps have one, so I kind of check in on them every now and again. And I've noticed that they're obviously made in China, and the companies that sell them are Chinese. And you can tell that the <coughs> the customer service teams are Chinese from their names and their mm, style of English that they use. And they're surprisingly generous. So... If you even so much as complain, well, not even complain, but if you say that something is not quite right with your camera, they will not even ask any questions. They'll just send you a new one straight away for free. And it started to make me a little bit suspicious about exactly what they're up to. Why would they be so keen for you to have a camera that's on 24 hours a day in your home Um providing a constant live stream of everything that's going on. Now, I don't want to I don't want to enter the realms of conspiracy here, but we all know what China is like as a state. Yeah, fucking horrendous. So, is it inconceivable that they might actually be deploying people to provide us with cameras? to allow them an insight into our intimate activities so that they can use it against us in a potential... What, what do they call it? A uh, Cyber war. A cyber war, yeah. It's not inconceivable, no. Actually, I mean, it's it's far-fetched in, in terms of it just filming the inside of your home or any other just person. But I guess if they've got, you know, thousands of these things... I mean, I've been meaning to get... just rid of my Chinese phone for a while. Why? I think with a phone, it's, it's even more of an issue, really, because I put a lot of sensitive information into my phone. Yeah, your search history is um, it's just... Dodgy. The absolute gutter. I mean, I'm pretty sure my bank details have been put in there somewhere at some point. And all my and... pictures and like texts to everybody and my like search history and 
Yeah. And like you say, I mean, obviously on an individual basis, there's not much they can do with, with that, with your information or with like filming the inside of my grandparents' living room. You know, the Chinese government is not going to conquer the West by knowing that my granddad's asleep on the couch. And that's the time to attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's asleep on the couch. <laughs> Go! So you had uh, some uh, would you rathers for me, didn't you, James? Would you rather have finger sized nipples or nipple sized fingers? I think. Ah, oh, that's tough because one is only going to be an issue once you get to the bedroom. But getting to the bedroom <laughs> in the first place would be quite difficult if you had nipple-sized fingers. I mean, for me, there's a clear answer. I, I. You'd rather have finger-sized pers- nipples. Personally, I'm quite puzzled as to your reaction. You, yeah, I mean, my initial thing is it'd be finger-sized nipples, but that's. Still, that's still pretty horrible, right? Imagine that at the moment you've got a girl back. I guess for you it's different because you're in a long-term relationship, but you get a girl back <laughs> she, who's never... She would accept me for who I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're imagining it as, okay, you're you now, but you make this choice, and then tomorrow you've got finger-sized nipples, and you just have to sort of break it to Georgina, and she's like, well, it's a bit weird, but, you know, a girl that it's the first time with the girl... And, you know, you take your top off. I think finger-sized nipples is almost a... <laughs> it's almost a cancelable... I think she can cancel that sex, can't she? <laughs> finger-sized nipples. Can, but you can do something about... You can cover it up, can't you? I mean... Are they, like, big... I mean, a, a big are they are they still as, uh, like, girth-wise, are they still as thin as nipples, <laughs> but just, like, sort of stringy, dangling down? I suppose, yeah, but you can tie them in knots or... Or just put plasters over them or something? Well, you said you, know, you in... said finger-sized nipples, not finger-length nipples. So they're also quite fat. I think you'd see them under a T-shirt. If you had two fingers, <laughs> if you had two fingers where your nipples are, you'd see that under a jumper even. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, no, not necessarily. I mean, you, you can just tape them to your body. You'd still see that if it were fingers. Imagine how gross that would look. I think for someone who's not paying attention, you wouldn't notice it if you had a t-shirt or jumper on. Finger girth and length, but made of fucking disgusting, like spongy nipple tissue. <laughs> and probably, I suppose they would they would harden and get erect if you were a bit cold or aroused. Even you can't cut them off. Well, I suppose you could technically. I mean, you could just have finger sized nipples and then get plastic surgery all right if that's an option then that's that's clearly going to be the easier one to fix than the nipple sized fingers you can i mean you can't really do anything with nipple sized fingers you literally can't do anything with nipple sized fingers yeah you've basically not got any fingers i don't know how how long your nipples are but (laughs) you've effectively not got fingers oh they're long all right you'd be able to basically feel things with them but not not much else okay well i'm I'm glad we cleared that up that's the burning question uh would you rather be constantly itchy or constantly sticky mm. that's one of those tough ones would you rather make yourself horribly uncomfortable but at least be able to put maybe act as if you were fine 
or make yourself weird to everybody else, but still feel sort of okay. It's a toughie. It's tricky. I think I would take sticky. Being constantly itchy is horrible. I mean, people underestimate that, you know, things that make you constantly itchy. That's torture. Yeah. I mean, I don't get itchy very often, but I know that occasionally my eyes go itchy for seemingly no reason. And it can drive me fucking mad like to the point where I become just some crazed maniac scratching away at my eyeballs. I get that from cats. Now listen up all you cool cats. I find that uh, running cold water over my eyes tends to help quite a lot. <laughs> oh, God. Make sure you don't have the hot tap on. <laughs> it's quite easy. To, quite an easy thing to make sure of. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I've always found that whole situation very confusing. <laughs> Would you rather have a 10-inch long belly button that swayed to music (laughs) (laughs) or accordions for legs (laughs) so when there's no music on the belly button is just what flaccid sort of dangles yes it dangles like those finger nipples length nipples yeah <laughs> I've got to go with the belly button. It's just less disruptive to every day to day to day life. I mean, it's I disgusting, mean, but I'd rather have both. I think. I mean, what a fascination you'd be! The belly button would constantly be swaying as long as you were walking. It would sway. It would sway just, just around, you know, it would sway around music. So yeah, but you'd be making music you... by walking. So you'd be walking Not down true. the roads with your big belly button like just poking out the bottom of your t-shirt well you'd be a sensation you'd be like that guy in india with really long fingernails you'd be better than that i think (laughs) would you rather crap yourself once a year in public or every day in private oh oh that's a good one once a year in public at first i was thinking every day in private but no, I think once a year in public. Like, private, it's, you know, it's not always going to be private anyway, is it? If you, like, get a girlfriend and start a family and stuff, you're still going to be shitting yourself every day in front of somebody. You're not always alone for 24 hours or for every part of a 24-hour period. Even if you go on, like, a trip with some friends, you're still going to be sh- you're gonna be shitting yourself every day. That's going to be a massive inconvenience. To say the least. <laughs> but, you know, and, once and a Shitting year yourself... I mean, it gets it gets everywhere, doesn't it? And it really is. It really does make a mess. I remember I came close a few times. Like in Wren, I came very close. In Wren? Do you not remember in Wren, I, uh, I had to leave before everyone else because we were in a club and I was desperate for a shit. And we were in a club right. where in the, men, in the male toilets, they only had urinals. I was outraged. I was like, oh my God. what do you do if you're male and you need a shit? <laughs> What do you do? I'm not going to shit in the fucking sink. And, you know, it's, even if you wanted to do something like that, it was packed. It was like midnight. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. So I was like, oh, I've got to go. And to be honest, I didn't know the way back to the to the hostel. And I was in pain. Like I was sort of walking 30 meters and then just like having to, like, you know, it sort of comes in waves. So then sort of like having mm. to just like crouch and hold my belly. And, like, oh. and then when I felt like I could move again, get up and walk 
like another 30 meters. And then I just got to this crossroads. It was like, I'm lost. I don't know which way to turn. I'm going to have to shit in a bush or something or call it. I was thinking, call a fucking ambulance. I don't know. I need to do something. Jesus Christ. And then just suddenly it came back to me which direction I need to go in. So I went and it was still, it was like, I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to shit myself. And I got back and it was one of those where, you know, no sooner had my pants gotten an inch past my asshole and they just blew up into the toilet. I was so fucking relieved. I made it. That was a, that was a nice example of a negative inversion, by the way. No sooner had my pants got past an inch of my asshole, got an inch past my asshole. I'm always looking for real life examples of when we use no sooner, no sooner had something happened, then something else happened. So that'll be making an appearance in your next lesson. <laughs> no sooner had my pants got an inch past my asshole than I just exploded into the toilet. Well, with your consent. Absolutely, yes. As long as you don't attribute it to me. Winston Churchill once said, no sooner had my pants. Would you rather pee every time you stand up or poop every time you sit down? As me now? Well, the second don't one. Don't bring me now into this. Because I, I can shit whenever I want. I can't whenever I want. I don't control it, but. It wouldn't really matter much. Whereas if I was pissing myself every time I was it every time I stand up, you'd piss out every time. You'd piss every time you stood up. Yeah, I'll take the second one, but only because I've got an ostomy. Um, apparently, the word. <coughs> oh, God, sorry. <laughs> what word? What? Christ. Um, the word stomach used to be considered vulgar. Because of what it was directly above. Which is? Which, what is it above? Directly, it's directly above the... Intestine. The private, the private parts. No, it isn't. <laughs> the private parts. It isn't. It's like, it's just sort of just underneath your chest. It's what? quite high up. Underneath your chest? Yeah, it's like, but sort of like where your rib cage ends. It's just there. It's, it's sort of that there. And then you've got your, all your intestines underneath. It's quite. Well, it's quite far above the private parts. Okay. Well, anyway, we're talk. We're we're going back to like Victorian times. So I don't know what their general knowledge about the the internal organs would have been like, but apparently, supposedly, the stomach was considered a bit of a dirty word because they saw it as being above the private parts. So they favoured the word belly. See, to me, they mean as- different things. Like the well, they do mean different things. Is the organ and the belly is like the, mm. the abdomen, basically. I think I've got that the right way round. So they thought stomach was a vulgar word, but belly was more of an acceptable word because it referred to the outside. I, I don't know. Another thing, apparently, I've just finished reading a book actually, or listening to a book by John McWhorter, and apparently the word for rabbit used to be cunny. And they used to use the word cunny to talk about the vagina. Cunnilingus. Well, I, I suppose, I don't think he actually, he didn't actually mention cunnilingus, but I, that's what I was thinking when I was listening. And, Do you know and appara- what rabbit is in <clears throat> Welsh? What is it? Cunningen. Ah, right. Well. It's not dissimilar. Yeah. Well, it's caninchen in German. Caninchen. And yeah, so it used to be cunny in English, but, and rabbit was like the kiddie version, you know, like. Oh, uh, like bunny. 
Like bunny. Yeah, exactly. Where did bunny come from? Well, I don't know. Maybe bunny cunny. came from cunny. But um, apparently cunny developed kind of basically sexual connotations because they would refer to, it, it was like the word, it became like the word pussy now. Um, so people moved away from the word cunny and moved on to rabbit, which used to be a kiddie word, but now it's like just a the boring, neutral way of saying rabbit. Mm. I find this stuff fascinating. It's like, no, I highly recommend his his books because he just, he goes into all of this stuff in so much depth. And I love the way he talks about it. He's got a whole book on black English in America. I find it quite interesting as well. Anyway, I'm going to ask you one more question. Would you rather lick a stranger's condom or eat a handful of maggots out of a dead corpse? The condom is used, I assume. Mm, good point. But I would go for that anyway. I mean, I don't have to eat it. That's a big difference between licking and eating. Uh, that, that was the easiest one for me. A handful of maggots out of a dead corpse. <laughs> like You're fucking chewing, like, you know, a mouthful. Chewing and swallowing out of fucking maggots that you just like, took off a dead corpse. Nah, I'll, I'll lick I'll lick the condom. I'll do that for free. 